amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 299, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling, and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Tonight I have a really, really uh, interesting and, and, and charismatic guest. In, in 2001, he was definitely one of the most uh, controversial figures in all of uh, professional sports. Uh, he is definitely uh, one of the most popular names in the uh, short-lived XFL that's uh, starting to get a lot of buzz lately. So I definitely had to reach out to him and uh, see his thoughts on him. He went by He Hate Me, but uh, his friends and family know him as Rod Smart. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's it's awesome, man. It's awesome to reach you. So there's a bunch of buzz going around. Uh, there was a story that broke a few days back, 
uh, about the XFL potentially being revived by Vince McMahon. Now, I'm really interested to uh, hear your thoughts on just back in 2001. Now, you were uh, a Western Kentucky uh, attendee. You were an undrafted uh, free agent, walked on to the Las Vegas Outlaws. Now, how was the opportunity given to you to join the XFL? Uh, actually, uh, it started in 2000, actually, when I graduated from college. Yep. Uh, and uh, I kind of had a, a short stint with the, uh, with the Chargers, San Diego Chargers, just before the LC got there, mm-hmm. uh, Tumnus. And uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the starting quarterback out there at the time was uh, Jim Harbaugh, which is a buddy of mine, and, uh, you know, I played for his dad, Jack Harbaugh, at West yeah. at the time. So, uh, you know, that got me in the door there, uh, got me a workout, and then they liked me. So they, I was, uh, went to San Diego for, you know, OTAs, you know, off-season workouts, mini camps, and so forth. And, uh, you know, got that little NFL experience there and, uh, you know, uh, got uh, released right before the head coach was, Mike Riley. Uh, that was the first time I ever heard saying, uh, you know, uh, when they when they cut you and they give you that, that BS uh, excuse, uh, mm-hmm. well, it's a numbers thing. You know, it was yeah. my first time ever hearing that crap. And I was like, what? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, to this day, I don't understand it because yeah. it's a bunch of BS. But, uh, you know, I was like, oh, oh okay. There was no back there, you know. Uh, actually, uh, I think starting running back at that time was uh I don't even remember. Like it was a lot of no name guys, but you know, coming in as rookies, uh it was me, my competitor and we were very similar back coming in as rookies, we were both rookies in two thousand. Uh, me and uh remember a guy by the name of Ronnie Jenkins. Yeah. Came out of uh, he went to BYU first and then he uh ended up gotten some stuff and ended up going to a thing northern Arizona. But, you know, one of my buddies to this day we still stay in touch and uh, but you know that was my competition you know and we were pretty much identical you know with scat back feasters you know uh return or kick returners and whatnot so uh so I can understand that that part but uh the other back uh like I say I don't even remember the name of the guy that's uh that's how uh you know, how you know that backfield was at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the, one of the guys I remember, Tremaine Stevens, out of NC State. I remember he was there. He mm-hmm. was there, but I don't think at the time he was starting. It was uh oh, you know what? It was a guy by the name Kenny Bynes. That was coming back mm-hmm. out of South Carolina State. Kenny Bynes, and uh, it was some more no name guy uh, that I, I don't remember their names or whatnot. And uh, but uh, you know. I, I got cut from that team, and uh, I went back to Western and was training and whatnot, and you know, looking for another opportunity uh, with the league. And uh, so I didn't, you know, it, it wasn't looking too good. And then at that point, it was uh, the start, you know, man. And Dick Eversall, he flew together, and, uh, and uh, so 
so, you know, I got a call from, uh, see, actually, I think uh, my agent at the time, a guy by the name of Steve Forrest out of New York, he, uh, he had a quarterback from Michigan. I uh, uh-huh. can't remember his name. Uh, uh, no, one of Kirk, the quarterbacks out of. No, Kirk Cousins and before him. No, no, it was uh, way before him, way before Kirk Cousins. Well, so, Kirk Cousins was well. Four, yeah, because you're talking about 2000, 2001. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins, I don't even, he was the baby game. <laughs> 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 this is before him. This is, uh, this is around the time, you know, I think, uh, I think this was right before Jeff Smoker. I can't okay. remember, you know, I can't, I can't remember, I can't remember who the quarterback was. I think he was Southpaw, a left-handed quarterback. I can't really remember who the quarterback was, but I know it's a guy out of Michigan State. And he was, he was a big name, big-time QB. He had a great season or whatever. Not really sure what happened with him in the NFL or whatever. But, you know, they wanted to look at him. The uh, Vegas team wanted to look at him. And um, his, my agent was like, uh, well, you know, I got this running back. And they was like, no, we're not interested in a running back. And he was like, well, uh, you know, you want to see my quarterback, you got to see my running back. That's the deal. So they were like, okay, send us some fans, so we'll check them out. You know, just kind of blowing it off to the side. And uh, so he sent them fans, and they was like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, well, we'll bring him in for a workout as well, you know, because they wanted to work out the quarterback that the major had. Uh, so once they saw film on me, it was like, okay, wow, you know, uh, we want to bring him in for a workout too. Long story short, they ended up keeping me and not the quarterback. So I think maybe was, Ryan uh, Van Dyke. I think he was playing around that time. Could have been. I, I, I don't okay. really don't remember the quarterback yeah. name. But, <laughs> Somebody. Uh, <laughs> I remember meeting him because we had the same age and stuff. But, uh, gotcha, gotcha. But uh, the guys I went there, who I hung out with, that we all worked out together, we were uh, brought in Vegas together and worked out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys' name was Deke Cooper. He was out of Notre Dame, safety. I don't know if you remember that name. And, uh, but I ended up playing with him again in Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other guy that we hung out together was a guy by the name of Mike Lawrence, running back out of Kansas State. Yeah. So us three was there for that weekend or whatever, hanging out and getting to know each other. And uh, we all had a workout, uh, workout for the Outlaws that weekend or whatever. But the uh, only thing I can remember, out of, out of us three – I was the one they kept. And uh, so, you know, eventually it showed that I had talent, mm-hmm. you know, for all the non-believers and whatnot that were out there or whatever. So um, at that point, you know, I had to, uh, you know, run the 40 and, and all this, you know, that you got to do to teams to even acknowledge you to – you know, be on the team. So, you know, I blew all that stuff away. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how it came about, you know. Uh, uh, but I, I, I want to think, I believe for the most part, uh, you know, at the time I had a good agent. So, you know, it was good enough to get me the workouts I needed or, yeah. or the looks I needed to, yeah. to show my talent. And um, But uh, but that's, that's pretty much how things started and worked out for me as far as uh, getting me in the door of 
professional level of sports than my talent took, you know, took over after that. Mm-hmm. Now, 2001, of course, you played for the Las Vegas Outlaws at the XFL. How was it working for Vince McMahon? I mean, it was just a season, and he was uh, one of the, you know, the executives of the XFL. Were there anything? I know that there was a, there's a story going around that, uh, you know, you came up with the name as far as uh, the he hate me on the jersey, and a lot of people thought that it was uh, too controversial, and Vince McMahon went ahead and uh, said it's okay, as far as I can recall from what I've heard. Now, how was it working with Vince McMahon uh, in the, just those few months in the XFL? It was great. It was awesome. He was an awesome dude. Uh, you know, just his energy, uh, just his beliefs. You know, he he always want what's best for the fans mm-hmm. at all times. You know, uh, that's what I like about it. You know, because that's what it's about. At the end of the day, at the end of the day you know, you want the fans to be happy and excited and that's what you entertain them. That's that's what it's all about. That's right. Day, you know, yep. entertainment. Yeah, With everything, you know, you, you because you want to have a big fan base. You want to have, you know, you always want to have that. And if you always have that, you always have a a great product. And right. he understands that. He's he's understood that for decades. So that's why he's so successful still. Yep. Absolutely. And, um, and what he created, you know, in the WWE. Yeah. Now, when did what you when did you think it turned the corner? And I was, I mean, I watched every single game, and I still got my XFL shirt. Uh, that's probably a collector's item nowadays. Uh, but I think the the thing is, it, it was getting so much buzz. It was a prime time Saturday night spot, uh, you know, because the the idea was the NFL has gotten too soft, and that's where the XFL steps in. Now, what are your thoughts on just the the, the different play calling and a different set of rules in XFL. Do you think that XFL was trying to be uh too competitive to the XFL to, to the NFL? What do you what when do you think it turned the corner as far as just the fans not being interested anymore? Um you know what, honestly, um I think uh it was one of those things that uh you know at the beginning, you know, I guess the way they presented the product, you know, the fans was thinking football and wrestling mixed together. Mm-hmm. But, no, it, it wasn't that. It was football and entertainment mixed together. That's right. A lot, of, a lot of fans didn't understand that because of how it was presented with, you know, advertisement and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, so once they saw the product live, they said, oh, this ain't what we thought it was. Well, uh, you know, it was football, you know, uh, and that's what it was. But it had entertainment uh, as well, and uh, that's what it was. So when you don't understand those two products come together, then you're going to be like, oh, well, this wasn't what I expected, and you may walk off from it. But I, I think if they had another year at that point in time, at least another year. I think people would have got more involved with they would have had a bigger following and whatnot. I think the thing that kinda of spoiled it for everything was T V. Uh, you know, if it's you know, T V is big so if you don't get certain ratings uh for a certain time bracket or whatever yep. you know, you're supposed to be uh shown on, you know, it, it it's gonna be issues and and 
it, it, the biggest issue at the time was money. You know, yep. money is a big issue for everything. So, you know, you uh, you can't play around with that. Yeah. Nobody wants to lose millions. <laughs> that's so, exactly right. That's, that's <laughs> so right. I think that was the biggest thing that uh, ended up making the league bold. Yeah. But I think it I think it was a great product. I think it was uh perfect thing, you know, it was football in the spring, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it went head on with the NFL, you know, it wasn't in the fall, didn't compete with them. It competed with whatever was in the spring. Uh, I think it was NFL Europe at the time. Yeah. I think that was pretty much coming to a, to an end anyway. And uh I think I think that the was perfect. I think it was perfect. For other yeah. reasons as well, you know, giving players opportunities outside of the NFL, uh, players that didn't make it to the NFL had another opportunity to play in the NFL. So, you know, I, I, I thought it was a great product. And, uh, you know, I still to this day, I think Vince McMahon's a genius for creating it, him and Dick Ebersaw. So, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I wish it would have lasted. Yeah. You know, but I, I was able yeah. to get in and, and a lot of players are able to get in and get some film and, and, and move on to the next level of NFL. Yeah. So they're talented. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, I mean, like you said, I, I was really surprised that um, – that it folded after a year. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I think you're, you're just a few years older than I am. So I was still, you know, an adult and just ready to a big WWE fan and, yeah. you know, ready to ready for season two. Uh, yeah. like I said, I have my XF still do, you know, have my XFL t-shirt and I was, uh, I was a big, a Chicago Enforcers fan. You were like the yeah. the uh, you know. There's uh, wrestling terms. There's like baby faces and heels. You were like the heel of the XFL, and uh, <laughs> because because it was still like a gimmick to me. Uh, yeah. Because your name was he hate me. Uh, <laughs> me and my friends would go around and say he blessed me. So it was, yeah. <laughs> but it was, but it, like you said, it was the entertainment factor. It was yeah. all in yeah. fun and games and things like that. It yeah. was, and it was so, you know, fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I understand that uh, they, from you know, being a journalist for years now, I understand the back end and how much money they lost. So it definitely makes sense mm-hmm. that they, you know, uh, pull back on the on the deal. Now, when did y'all? Uh, when did you all as players know? I know that uh, McMahon and Embers and uh, Ebersol, um, you know, made the released the information. Now, from what I've heard, there were there were uh, reports of someone who knew someone, uh, a few people that played in XFL, that said that uh, it was supposed to be a two year deal, and Vince mm-hmm. McMahon kind of hung people out to dry. But with the announcement, were you? Did you feel that way? No, I mean, you know. At the end of the day, you got once you understand the business of things, then you can't get bitter about it. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to see anyone lose millions of dollars for nothing. So, uh, you know, when you know we weren't, we as players weren't acknowledged ahead of time. You know, like I said, I, I think I believe I found out me and uh, a roommate, my roommate and a good friend of mine at the time, uh, Ben Snell, who mm-hmm. was Doro had Thorough on the back of his jersey, mm-hmm. so one of my fellow running backs in Vegas. Uh, we were at a bar uh, 
or maybe a Hooters or something. We, we, I know we was eating and getting some drinks or whatever, you know, excited about the next season, you know, and uh, and all of a sudden, and, you know, it comes on that the XFL has folded. I'm, we, we look at each other like, what? Folded? Like, we, we just finished the season. So, right. You know, I was shocked. Just as shocked as anybody else, and you know, you know me being the biggest name in the league, and 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 being uh, you know uh, Mister XFL himself, you know, I I was like, wow, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it and didn't understand it, but you know, uh, once you you know once you read between the lines and understand the business of you know things of that magnitude, then you kind of understand. Why things happen the way they do, right? You know, but right. from the outside looking in, it's more difficult. But when you're on the inside, you kind of get a glimpse of what's going on. Exactly. You have to understand it. That it's a business at the end of the day, and that's right. You know, you're trying to make money and not lose money. And uh, and, and some businesses, when you start out, you may lose before you gain. But mm-hmm. uh, when we're talking about multi-million dollars, uh, that's, <laughs> right. you know, that's a big difference from a couple hundred thousand. Right. You know, the, the, the giant jump. So, you know, uh, you know, I can understand that yeah. to an extent because you know I, I still think um, it should have stayed because it's football and it was in the spring and it, uh, a lot. It was a lot of opportunity, you know. But you know, I'm blessed to have had that opportunity and, and made I made the best of it. And uh, so, you know, uh, for me myself. Uh, that was a good thing. And yeah. for a lot of other players as well, you know, that used that as a stepping stone to get to the league. Uh, and, um, you know, um, so I, I don't look at it as something, uh, you know, to be bitter about or slap in the face or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's business. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. look at everything like that on a daily basis, you know, because you're going to deal with things and, run into obstacles that are business-oriented and going to seem not fair, but as long as you understand the magnitude of what it is, then you have a true understanding of what's going on. Yep, yep, I agree, totally. Yeah, I think that's a very good outlook. And, of course, it it would help you. I mean, you um, you had a few years in uh, in the NFL, uh, particularly with the Carolina Panthers and were a part of your, uh, 2003 NFC champions and Super Bowl runner-ups that year as well. So um, definitely, definitely helped your resume <laughs> within the, yeah. within the NFL. Uh, and so, Vincent, man, there's there's a lot of buzz going around. Uh, XFL was uh, the trademark was filed back in June, so there's a lot of talk uh, that the that the not necessarily the XFL. But perhaps the XFL, but Vincent Mann, at 72 years old, is interested in bringing football back. Uh, there were some trademarks that were also filed, I think, like for the love of football, uh, United Football League, uh, URL, uh, and then there was another one, uh, URFL or something like that. Uh, so with all these football trademarks filed, there's definitely interest in a 72-year-old uh, WWE Empire creator uh, bringing back football. So is it safe to say that he hate me, Rod Smart, would have no part of 
this potential Vince McMahon creation of uh, recreation of football? Well, I would never say that because I'm uh, being Vince and you know longtime friends. We were always uh, be willing to work with one another. Yeah. So uh, you know that's never out of the question. But as far as me playing, oh man, you can you can hang those cleats up <laughs> on a power line somewhere out of yeah. reach. Yeah, yeah. My body, my body just won't allow that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think that um, there's not a lot of. Uh, I think with with I did a really good. Uh, I'm I'm right now. I'm uh, about to be a doctor in forensic psychology, and uh, one mm-hmm. of the um, papers I did uh, one one quarter was uh, on CTE. And I mm-hmm. uh, watched the movie Concussion, did a long paper on it, and just uh, how football, uh, just just the, the the really kind of um, tough, really really tough moments to digest as far as football. A lot of like you said, the entertainment factor, that's always a big thing that draws ratings. But when when the actual players, um, you know, suffer from these conditions and uh, people don't even know how to treat them. You know, those are really, really tough uh, moments. And so, uh, I think you know, I think that uh, with the seasons you've played in Carolina and the season season you played at XFL, I think that uh, he hate me has uh, gone in the annals of history of uh, being very recognized. And you don't need to step back out on on the uh, on the field to to uh, to. to create some other legacy or bigger legacy. So well, uh, I guess my last question is just what are your thoughts on Vince McMahon uh, potentially creating a football league again? Uh, yeah, I don't look at it as nothing bad at all. I think it would be a great opportunity for a lot of guys to play some football in the States and uh-huh. be seen by, you know, family and friends where they could travel and be fans and follow those players uh you know, right now, uh, you know, I have a, a younger brother that's playing up in Canada. He would probably love to be in the States playing ball, you mm-hmm. know. Um, not sure if you remember the name, but he came out of the University of Florida, uh, Chris Rainey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's up with the uh, BC Lions. And uh, he's doing, his, you know, some great things up there with them. But, you know, uh, compared to playing in the States where your family and friends can travel and come to the games and physically be there and support mm-hmm. you, you know, there's nothing like that. And, uh, you know, he's a, a ways away, you know, coming from Lakeland, Florida, and he's on the west coast of Canada. So, you know, that's a big distance. And then you don't always get the games on tele, uh, television for Canadian football. So um, being able to – that things works out can, you know, mm-hmm. to be great for, you know, to have him back in the States plan and uh you know i would go support him as well yeah and, uh, but it, it you know I, I think it'd be a great opportunity for a lot of a lot of these young guys that are trying to make it to the nfl and, and uh just playing football in the u.s uh in front of their family and friends yeah could also be a good recruiting base as well you know some some oh, of the people course. from you know people from the ex from people from the n f l can see you know someone who because mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll be different than the x f l definitely be a more of a league base similar to the yeah. n f l so i'm sure that a lot of the recruits will will look at people you know in uh, an, an alternative football league to 
try to acquire them for 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 their league. So you know, it definitely has its perks for sure. Yeah. So let the listeners know what you're doing nowadays and where they can find you on social media. Come here. Let the listeners know where what you're doing nowadays and where they can find you on social media. Uh, let me see. Nowadays, uh, uh, man, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I do a lot of, uh, um, motivational speaking and public speaking to the youth. Uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing. I do, uh, with this program, um, called uh, Pros for Life, and uh, being a partner of mine, uh, Muriel Howell, we, we got together and created this. And we we try to go around and speak to the youth and try to keep them, uh, you know, their their minds interested on wanting to do the right things and being on the right path. But not yeah. only that, but speaking to them in a way to continue, to help them continue or learn how to be and continue to be a professional, just, you know, in everyday life. You know, mm-hmm. we don't practice that enough as youngsters. And uh, sometimes we may learn that too late, you know, because mm-hmm. you can miss a lot of job opportunities if you don't know how to be a professional at a young age. Yeah. Because you don't, you're not taught that, so you don't understand it. And if you under, get an understanding of that at a young age, and it, it will help with a lot of job opportunities about when you're young, you know, mm-hmm. and even bigger job opportunities when you get older, if you already know and you already have that background. So that's uh, kind of what we do with that, and um, that's pretty much what I do mm. uh, nowadays. That's awesome. And, Can they find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, well, I, I rarely go in there and tweet, uh, okay. you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't make time for that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I stay busy enough. Uh, but uh, um, uh, what's I your Twitter a, handle? A fan page. I have a fan page on Facebook. Uh, a Twitter. I, I, I think it's he hate me. Something. Yeah, I think I, it's I he. Know. I think it's he underscore hate underscore me. Right. Uh, I believe. So. I you know I. Something I don't like even that. go into stuff enough to, to know. <laughs> I, I I try to stay away from social media. I know it's important nowadays when you got a lot of things going on, but uh, uh, you know it it you can probably go on there if you see the picture of me in XFL uniform. That's me. Yeah, uh, that's my Twitter. So and, so you uh, recently a, tweeted The Rock, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, so congrats about you know his uh star in Hollywood. Gotcha. Awesome. I'm a big rock fan, man, you know. Yeah, he's the most electrifying man in, in all of entertainment is what he says. And yeah. so uh <laughs> you gotta start to prove it now. So yeah. good stuff, Rod. Really appreciate uh you taking the time to be on the show tonight. Uh you're a busy man and I'm I'm definitely honored and privileged that uh uh, just a you know, a few days after this story, man, you're uh, able and available to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Okay. Anytime. Anytime, right. bro. Awesome. Thanks. So, thanks a lot, Rod. Have a good night. Okay. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. Our mind. Let's go. 
the whole squad is making it clear we taking this year you know who we are but you don't know why we here so this is where the big boys play these big boys play like who defies the living god get out the big boys way outsiders with the swoop in we live as kings you see in us but our third man waits in the wings and when the time is right we shock him with the proper attack i go for dolo but ain't solo cut the promo in black hollywood hendrix frizzle pinning them to the max and i'm one with the strength of a hundred men With one intent To see the will fulfilled of the one who sent His son to give himself But you rap about your gas and your rags torture White coffins when I drop a bomb My mic's awesome, never lost faith You in all space You can all skate, suffer but never crippled No bin walls in my cross face From here to Saturday raving Anticipating I was frostbit, now I am glacier Mixed with some Vader Get to hawking with these animals Using God for my defense and Alabama, we jamming, that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah The Harlem Heat, tie the do-rag Before we do battle, you're talking shit You are what you speak, this too Till the genre is took back We repping that work pack The foundation shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that, trusting God We trust, pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stamping out this crook rap He turning the power on, on the race Edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move too. You too. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming. Steiner Brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This the clash of the champions. This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to Rod. He hate me, smart XFL star, to be on the show tonight. Just a few days after the XFL news broke, I uh, was so uh, so honored and so thankful that uh, he was able to come on the show tonight. And uh, really good interview, a lot of uh, really good in, uh, real, a lot of good input. On uh, just what he thought of of just the, the XFL <coughs> XFL rumors, and we'll definitely get to the XFL rumors here shortly. Uh, we've got a really really loaded show tonight. Of course, we got XFL talk, like you said. We've got Raw SmackDown review. Uh, we got uh, the Class of Champions. Uh, we got the headlines, as always. Uh, and this week, we're going to the flavor of the week topic. This week, we're going to talk about the ten. Uh, the the five worst pay-per-views in the past 10 years. The five worst pay-per-views in the past 10 years. We got uh, a loaded uh, stream going on right now. We got Max. We got Kevin. We got a bunch of people here on the live stream um, of Wrestling Rumors. If you have any uh, anything to tweet, if you're listening to this uh, via audio, uh, use the hashtag PanSlams. P-A-N-S-L-A-M-S, hashtag PanSlams. Already got some, uh, already got some uh, questions. James asking what is going on with Ziggler. Um, well, you know, that's one of that's that's one of the things that's uh, is the the biggest thing going on right now. Uh, and on SmackDown, it seems like uh, Rich Swan. Uh yeah, good some good stuff. Uh, continue to fill up here. Um, 
Here's the thing with Sigler, though, before we uh, bring on the co-host. Uh, <laughs> there's no way that the WWE is going to give him music, give him a promo, and keep the mic keep the microphone on and allow him to say those things uh if it wasn't a part of an angle so that's uh <laughs> at the at the end of the day that's what it's all about it's about an angle and uh that's what's um uh hey first time listener thanks austin uh the wrestlemania posters look fire man hey listen i appreciate it, it took a lot of me it took a lot of time to uh to get these um, and, and and set up this backdrop here in my studio, so I really appreciate that. For those who are not listening uh, via video cast, I have all of the WrestleManias, um, uh, all of the WrestleMania logos in a backdrop as like a collage uh, in my studio. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it took some time, and I think it turned out pretty well. Also have three belts, as you can see right there, is the uh, WWE Championship. We got the Big Go Belt, and uh, we have the uh, the Attitude Era Championship. So those are my three. Uh, well, two of my favorite belts. I, I'm growing. I'm growing into the WWE Championship. The it was okay to me at first. It's definitely better than the spinner. <laughs> and I like this version better than the one that the rock um introduced. So um yeah, I'm, I actually like it nowadays. Um wasn't a big fan of the spinner. So at the like when I saw the big W when I saw the big <laughs> WWE logo when the rock pulled it out, I was um not happy. I said, "What in the world is this? What is going on here?" Uh, but it's uh, it worked out. I, I like it now, and it, and it uh, looks pretty good. So, before we get to the headlines, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us know. Jay, you like the Spinner U.S. Championship? I uh, I don't like any of the I don't like any of the, uh, the the championships, and I've got some good conversation within this stream as well. Uh, we'll talk more about Ziggler, uh, but before then, before we get to the headlines, let's bring on the co-host Evan Tech Prout from Adam the Matt Radio. Yeah, How are you doing what's tonight? going on? Doing good. Getting All right, doing right. Absolutely, absolutely. Benjamin, uh, are you uh, are you from France? Um. We a le WWE Brock Lesnar. Um, huh. I took French for many years, so uh, um, I, I could tell that. Uh, that. Uh, Sky uh, asking who my favorite who my favorite wrestler is. Um, <laughs> I my favorite goat. wrestler right now. Okay, so you have Chris Jericho. Um, is my favorite wrestler who can, who's actually competing still. Um, he's uh, Chris Jericho's actually four number rank number four in my all time top five. Um, and outside of Chris Jericho, who's part time, my favorite full time wrestler is 
uh, Roman Reigns. I'll say Roman Reigns. And then after Roman Reigns uh, is uh, – actually, no, no, no. Roman Reigns is number two. Number one – I'm, I'm going to ask you that, Evan. I think uh, I think you may know who my number one is. I've said this on, I've said on the show a bunch of times. Who do I think is the best wrestler in the world right now? No, for the stone, now that you ask me that, my, my mind is going blank because I would have said Roman Reigns. Uh, gosh, who's in favorite full time? I'm, I'm drawing a blank, brother. You know, I, I would, I'll just say Roman Reigns off the bat for you. And sadly, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but if it's full time right now, he would have to be number two. Um, yeah. uh, and I'd I, 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 I have to put Jericho as number one, you know, and Kenny Omega. Cause, uh, yeah. My favorite wrestler. The I, who I believe is the hands down greatest wrestler in the world right now is none other than Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Oh, yes. 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 Uh, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my number one, if anybody cares to know, because I'm you know, not a fan to ask me, but. My number one right now full time is AJ Styles. Uh T would be running for full time WWE and then part time three would be Jericho, four B Omega. And then you gotta add a caveat for the for Japan to add Okada. Uh actually actually Kazuchika Okada as far as full time wrestlers, he's my number three. So my top three yes, Raymond, Jay Lethal. My top three favorite wrestlers right now is Jay Lethal, number one, number two, Roman Reigns, number number three. Kazushiko Okada. Those are hands down my number, my top three right now. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, I definitely think um, there's no they they've been they've been in my top three for for a while now. It's probably a couple of years. I've been always been a huge Jay Lethal fan, and um, I was so happy when he won the yes, Kevin. He is a great performer. I agree. Jay Lethal is a great performer. I was so happy when he won the um, ROH championship, and he won it in the fashion of being dual champion. He won both the ROH. Uh, he, well, he won. He beat J. He beat Jay Briscoe for the ROH championship, uh, and he was currently TV champion. Uh, surprised I didn't say Kenny King. Why? Why are you surprised I didn't say Kenny King? Uh, Dan said you knew I would say that. You know I would say Jay Lethal. Um, James is asking, is Ambrose's injury legit? Yes, it is. It's a yes, it high, um, yeah. high sprain on his uh, uh, tendon. Uh, so, um, Callie, what is your favorite tag team right now? The New Day, hands down, 100% The New Day. Um, you still liking The New Day, man? Man, like I, I am day, still man. a big New Day fan. Absolutely. I don't New, think New, New, Day, New, Day, New Day is great. I love them. But right now it's the Usos. The Usos are number one. The Usos, Usos are the number one the, tag team. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to spoil uh, a little bit of next week. Next week we've got the Pancakes and Power Slams year end awards with a very, very special guest for episode 300 next next week. Um, so please stay, so stay tuned. 300 episodes. We're going to have a big celebration. 
It's going to be the last show of the year, 300 episodes. It all just fell so perfectly into place that the last show of the year this year is also a 300-episode celebration. So we've got a really, 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 really cool guest. Uh, and we're going to have some year-end awards. Uh, one of the categories is the uh, the best tag team of 2017. So uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, Kevin Sam, Prince Puma. Uh, yeah, man, Ricochet. Great, great performer. I've had him on the show before. Yeah. I think uh, Ricochet is uh, fantastic, without a doubt. Some people, uh, Christopher says, Okada, Roman, Styles, or Omega. Uh, out of those four, I would pick Roman Reigns, um, Okada, and then Styles, and then Omega. All four of them are, uh, actually, those are four of the best wrestlers in 2017, hands down. Uh, I think those are, those. That, that's the all-star, that's the Mountain Rushmore of 2017, looks like <laughs> Is Okada, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and uh, Kenny Omega. I think you, uh, Tatsuya Naito, I think you can probably put him in there as well. Um, some great questions here. Um, let's see. Liv Morgan, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega, Ricochet coming to WWE. Um, I've spoke to Ricochet, actually. Uh, like I said, I didn't have him, have him on my show. I don't see Kenny Omega coming in WWE anytime no. soon. Uh, ben asks, who do you think will win the Royal Rumble? Uh, my guess, I'm going to spoil it. My guess is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. And his yeah. weird taunts. What are you doing, Shinsuke? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for those who are the video cast, I'm doing the Nakamura Um Breakout Star in 2008. Uh, that's a really good question, man. Um, go ahead. If I'm going to ask, I heard you say this about world title belts. I'm not on video chat this yet. But in my office with my extensive collection for the song, I have the IWGP replica heavy title. In the mm, office. I also do you have, and I also do have the replica, uh, the uh, the TV, the NWA television title that is, if you will. The only other belt I'm gonna have is the big gold belt, and I probably will get an AWA replica from my office. I don't like the big, the winged eagle belt is too small. I don't like the attitude uh, yeah, belt too long big. Okay. The 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 yeah. first undisputed title that Jericho had, I kind of like it. I liked it better when he had the belt. And uh, not a sound. Not, and then all of us smell like the same. It's just color swap. It's, just, it's basically a template. Just change the colors like the video game, and then you go. I just like it when Smack and yeah. Raw belts look different from each other instead of just, oh, it's the same <laughs> belt. We're just going to add different nameplates and different colors. But uh, right. just to add that about my title collection. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a great title collection. <clears throat> uh, someone said, uh, <laughs> "Liv Morgan is a lot better than Lana." Yes, she is. <laughs> she is, but she's got a lot of growing to do. Uh, should WWE have tag team belts for the women's division? No, not yet. Uh, do you think the XFL is coming back? We're about to talk about that shortly. Um, 
is another good question I saw in here. Who will return to the Royal Rumble? Who will be a surprise return? Hmm. Surprise return. Uh, it, it'll be the 30th year of the Royal Rumble. Um, it de- debuted in 1988. It'll be the 30th year of the Royal Rumble, so the surprise return will be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There you go. That is uh, <clears throat> that is my that is my guess of who is going to be the um, surprise return. It'll probably be eh, probably be a couple. I don't think there were any this year. Um, <clears throat> that kind of threw threw me off a bit. That kind of threw me off a bit because uh, there weren't any surprise returns. So that because uh, you know it's like one of those things that. There's only like a handful of people who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Probably less than that. Usually, probably three people <laughs> that uh, has a shot of winning the Royal Rumble every year. And so, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest sparks of the Royal Rumble, other than you know the people who win it and this the the the, <clears throat> the mystique that comes with that, is who's going to be the surprise you know uh, return. So, all right, I got some questions for you. Keep those questions coming. Uh, great. Uh, I'm always a big fan of Q&A. Uh, so here's my trivia question to you all. My first one is this. Here we go. Who was last eliminated in the 1992 Royal Rumble? Who was last eliminated in the 1992 Royal Rumble? <clears throat> all right. That is the first question on deck for now. All right, so while you all ponder that answer, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. Uh, before we get to that, there's a really good question, too. Who's the next wrestler to join the Bullet Club? Um, or Bullet called the Bullet Club. Called Bullet Club. Uh, how do I know that? Oh. I'm friends with the... Uh, PR guy of, of uh, ROH. Uh, shout out to Mark <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Mark and uh, yeah, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, it's uh, the Bullet Club." Because he because he was uh, he was telling me how he also had a incident where he said, "Duh, I don't know." <laughs> Bullet Club. All right, so first headline night is uh, Vince McMahon. We just got finished uh, interviewing. He hate me. Rod Smart, um, and, you know, this man files the, the, the tra- trademark. Before we get to that, let's, let's real quick, just real quick uh, thoughts on Class of Champions. I know that, uh, you know, we had Raw and SmackDown, but just your real quick thoughts on Class of Champions and what uh, what grade would you give it? Yeah, like I said, I'm going to do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, great seats on the floor. Uh, shout out to uh, unknown, unnamed people, y'all buddies in WWE. But that uh, review was okay. I, I don't know about you. I felt the first half of the show was solid. And then after, right when it got to you, the, the, the two main events, it just felt flat. Uh, uh, I love the Usos. The tag match got the biggest pop. And the crowd changed for everyone. No one got booed. The only time someone got booed is when. Uh, Rusev days really over when Rusev uh, was doing I forgot his uh, whatever you call it the the accolade the accolade thing and that got broken up. But uh, 
it was it, it was a uh, like like John Cena like shout, shout out to John Cena senior he's a hilarious guy like John Cena's dad mentioned to me with the guy he said this is like a Louis Slide SmackDown show and it just felt like that uh, the tag match was good um, the the women's match was okay but people just went and got nachos. Um, the Belgian brothers, <laughs> uh, their interest is nice, whatever you want to call it. But, but somebody yelled out, uh, Harper, whoever was broke the microphone, I don't know if you saw that one yet. Maharaja, <laughs> whack, no one cares about him. AJ Styles, just, you know, he's great, but just struggled. And, and, and the whole shame at Man Daniel Bryan thing was confused. It was like you got two referees in the ring. You got first counting simultaneously you're trying. It was confusing. Then Shane McMahon counts by itself. Then Daniel Bryan counts by itself. It just, I don't know. That Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were really over. I'm not sure how it came out on the network, but especially Sami Zayn got a lot of love from Boston. A lot of love. Nice. Um, Nakamura, of course, got nice. a pop. Orton, of course, got the pop because he's been there for like 20 something years. And uh, Kevin, oh, it's weird because no one. I got another. I got a new term for for Randy Orton's pop. <clears throat> so here's the hashtag: <laughs> Wrestling Rumors live stream, pancakes and power slams, uh, live uh, hashtag pan slams. All right, so here's the hashtag for Randy Orton's pop. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so. <laughs> I'm really excited about uh, sharing this. Matter of fact, let's get some drum roll on Randy Orton's uh, pop. <laughs> Hashtag Grandpa Pop. <laughs> that's what that's what Randy Orton's <laughs> pop is called now. <laughs> he's got yeah. he's got that uh, he's got he's got that. Uh, Grandpa kind of look. <laughs> he comes to the ring like, yeah, man. Ah, it's just another day. <laughs> just another yeah, day. Another day. Another check. Was doing my job. Who's watching? This Working show. for the man. And Paul Pop. And I'm about to actually t- t- tag it to <laughs> hashtag it on the uh, on the wrestling rumors yeah. live stream here. Uh, yeah. Here's the answer. Here's the correct answer. Sid Justice. Sid, justice is the correct answer. Good job for those my, my, who had. Let it add the cheating. I mean, first, why, why, Hogan cheated. Hogan, to a loser, second or third time, he did. the Hawkster pulled, pulled, uh, pulled Sid down. But yet no one yeah. talks about that. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, we still, to, to this day, one of the greatest rumbles in history. Just as great as the rumble of 95. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to get a 92 rumble, absolutely. Uh, All right, here we go. Here's the next one. As a matter of fact, here we go. I want everybody to go here. Uh, I'm going to write this down as well. Um, Go here to uh, chat with me uh, on about wrestling and life, and then also follow the Facebook page for Pancakes and Power Slams. You see that? So my handle is Chris Prolific, at, so at Chris Prolific. Follow Pancakes and Power Slams at Crave Wrestling. So if you see that, at Chris Prolific, at Crave Wrestling. Here's the next question. Here we go. This is fun. 
who had the most eliminations, which was seven, in the 1994 Royal Rumble? Who had the most eliminations, seven, in the 1994 Royal Rumble? And there's also a hint, he would win his first WWE title later that year. Who had the most eliminations in the 1994 Royal Rumble? The hint is he would win his first WWE title later that year. All right, so uh, as far as as far as my oh, as far as my overarching thoughts of Class of Champions here, um, oh Charles, already good stuff, good job. Diesel, Diesel is the correct answer. Seven eliminations. Um, all right, we already got that Grandpa Pop uh, hashtag, and keep it going. Grandpa Pop, right. ladies and gentlemen. Grandpa Pop. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, class of Champions, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it was just kind of dull. Um, there, it, it was a solid – it wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't a bad show at all. It was a solid show. Um, it just, you know, it, it just was like I wanted more. I just – I was left – more I mean there was there was some good spots, there were some bad spots. You know, it's funny it's it's so funny that Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder had an angle and they competed against each other at Class of Champions and neither Mojo nor Zack Ryder appeared on SmackDown Live. So um <laughs> that goes to show how much the WWE uh, really cares about Mojo Rawley, Zack Ryder, or the, their feud together. So there, there was some rumors going around that they were thinking about pushing Mojo to uh, world champ status, and I thought that that was just kind of left field. Um, I hope they don't because he has so much, he has so much work to do, and that theme music that he so had, his, his, music, his music is it oh my terrible. Gosh. <laughs> it I was, was just about terrible. to say that. I tweeted. I tweeted. I said, "Listen, if the WWE, if this is an indication of how much stock the WWE is putting in him as a heel, it's going to be really bad because this theme music is absolutely terrible." It, if I can say this by the stone, Roger Riley, and I'm gonna be very, very careful with the words I use. And we're both former athletes, Featherstone. Look at Mojo Riley and how hyped up he is all the time. Just, <laughs> and you know exactly what he reminds us of. You sure do. And that's, every time I see him, I, I, is, is it one of my favorite movies all Major League. I, don't, I think it was Major League 1 and Major League 2 for the younger fans. Google it. It was a great, great spoof, uh, sports movie with Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if it was a character that was similar to Mojo. Was it the one that was always like, always like hyped up and always like over the top? I'm trying to think if it was Major League, Major League Two, but that's what Mojo Riley reminds me of. I, I was there and mm-hmm. looking at him, and everybody was just lost. It was like the music didn't. The music is awful. The, the crowd, crowd cheered him because he just is the bigger guy between Zack Ryder. It just kind of was like, yeah. people just kind of like, why mm-hmm. are you here? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, seeing a bunch of C's. I see one B, but uh the general consensus 
is that there was a, a C pay-per-view. Uh, would WWE buy Impact Wrestling? Could. Could. Sure. I hope not. I hope not. Um, it'll probably be on the network. I mean, they'll probably, I hope not. They'll, they'll probably buy Netflix, it for the network. The Netflix buy it. Is, yeah. Because yeah. cause, cause the one thing we don't want, we don't need a, a true monopoly. We do not need that's right. the WWE to yeah. own every single thing. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I wrote a piece on uh, Mark Cuban really uh, spending some time, um, you know, getting, uh, you know, he owns access and he actually bought uh, the top three matches to be aired a couple of days later than uh, Wrestle Kingdom to be aired on January 6th. So, you know, he's he's spending some time investing in New Japan, and New Japan is a really, really, really hot commodity right now when it comes to um, wrestling. And I think it'll be a wonderful <clears throat> competitor in the States to WWE. And I think that's... Uh, you see, here's the thing with Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's just as rich, or even he's even richer than Vince McMahon is. He's a multi-billionaire, and uh-huh. Vince McMahon is uh, on the lower billions. Mark Cuban is um, he's up there. As a matter of fact, I think let me check and see what uh, their net worth is. I think I think Vince McMahon's net worth three. I thought it was three, but uh, let me check and see. So, 2017, Vincent Man's net worth is um, a little over one and a half. So, it's actually half of what I thought. Uh, $1.57 billion. And uh, Mark Cuban's net worth uh, this year is 3.3. You're talking nearly two billion dollars more than than Vince McMahon. So, um, you know he's got the money. He's got the money to put in. He owns access, and so uh, we'll, we shall see. We shall definitely see. Um, someone said that. Uh, what year did Ric Flair make his WWE debut? Uh, 1991, because he. He competed in his um, first Royal Rumble in the '92. He was feuding with uh, Roddy Piper for a little bit. Roddy Piper for a little bit as well. Uh, the real world champion is uh, Vince McMahon. Would, I mean, as uh, Bobby Heenan would say. All right, here's the next question. Who was the first entrant in the 1993 Royal Rumble? Who was the first entrant in the 1993 Royal Rumble? Fun question for you all. All right. So yeah, yeah, it was just a, it was just a blah pay per view. There were some good spots. There were some bad spots. Nothing um, really stood out. I think the four way match is okay. Um, I mean the uh, the tag team match was amazing. I think that that match was yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was. Match, match of the night. night. Yeah, hands down, match of the night. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. Uh, and that was really about it. Um, <laughs> that was really about it. <laughs> what about the Mahalo Raja? 
See, the it, thing it, is with, uh, with, with Mahal, you know, I'm very critical with Mahal. Uh, yeah. But I think that uh, with uh, I think with Mahal, it wasn't as bad uh, this go-around. It was a solid match. He didn't, he didn't do anything bad. It's just, uh, you know, he just, it's just one of those things. He's, he, he's not a main event guy. He's mid-card at best, and he shoved on the throat yeah. to be a main event. Yeah. And, I think and, it'll be like you said, be perfect in the championship uh, picture. Yeah, and, and 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 like you said, it's funny Featherstone. Shout out to Chris Featherstone because doing that promo, I just sit in my seat laughing my butt off every time we talked. I was just thinking of you imitating, <laughs> <laughs> imitating his voice. Like it's just, we will sure that AJ Styles would not see the light of day anymore because I am the modern day Maharaja. Can, you, can anyone spell Maharaja? Fans, are you listening? Can can you spell Maharaja? Maharaja, spell Maharaja for those uh, listening live live streams. Uh, so Shelby actually. and Kevin, Shelby and Kevin, yeah. you have the correct answer. So you'll get uh, you'll get one of these. Um, you'll get one of these. So the the correct answer is indeed. Rick Flair. Rick Flair was the number one entrant in the 1993 Royal Rumble. Uh, what were you about to say about uh, Jinder Mahal? Hey, I'm Mahal like said, I was there watch, well, watching the match and the match. And the, the, the match wasn't bad. It's just hey, Mahal didn't do a bad job. I don't think he's, he's bad in the ring. It's just certain people. Oh, special shout out to Charles, don't. too. He said it. <laughs> He said, I said it too. Oh, well. I'll give you some shout outs, Charles. You got the correct answer. Good job. All right, go oh, ahead. yes. Shout out to you, Charles. Yeah, like I said, I'll give Maharaja. I don't get why you got Jinder's kids. Uh, you got these, these, uh, these, you know, these Singh brothers, which my 16 year old daughter's bigger than them, helping you out in the halls of Moss. He's a big dude. But it, it wasn't a bad match. I Mahal mean, did, you know, did well in the ring. It's just him and AJ do not have chemistry. And they just don't. Well, shout out to, to shout the, out to, to the to the calf crusher. They don't like saying killer and WWE, but the calf crusher, right? The tap crusher, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been saying that for the for someone. Someone just asked what the the worst wrestler of all time is. <laughs> oh goodness, Haystacks Calhoun, perhaps Sebastian Booger, perhaps. Um, M A H A R A J A H, Justin Maharaja. Good job. That's how you spell it. Thank you. Uh, 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 I yeah. mean, look at uh, you know, Elegante. Can can we really add them as the worst roster? They were limited. I mean, look at the size. Yeah, yeah, and they really were. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago about uh, you know, big man back in the eighties. You know, I think they get a pass. Because oh, yeah. they were hired not to be good wrestlers. They were hired because they were big men who were intimidating and fearful. And, uh, you know, people feared them. And they were supposed to be just kind of big hurdles, big adversaries to the story of the baby face getting the rub in the end. I mean, that's that's what big man heel. That's what stud Andre... Uh, Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy, although King Kong Bundy was agile. Um, One man you know, gang. 
no one man gang, you know, all of them were, you know, the big men heels, even, um, even Ernie Ladd, you know, and they were just the, the, the hey, big man. Yeah. So uh, they weren't, they weren't expected to do a lot of, you know, do a lot of wrestling. So, all right, let's talk about the XFL right quick. Uh, again, great uh, conversation, great interviews from the XFL. Uh, from He Hate Me. Great, great thoughts, great uh, perspective. Uh, he was certainly the most popular person in all of uh, XFL, and it's great to have him on the show tonight. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if this man gets four trademarks. It was, uh, I think, the URL, the URFL, uh, United Football League, and For the Love of Football. So, those are the, I wrote this piece on Wrestling Inc. And the, the, that's, that was, you know, his. He, four trademarks in the XFL. He refiled in June. So there's something that he's brewing in his 72-year-old mind that he wants to start with football. I am not necessarily a big fan of it, but, you know, Rod did make a really good point as far as just, you know, personally he has family who plays in the Canadian Football League, and it's tough for, you know, family to go and, and, and uh, visit them. So, I mean, I definitely understand it from that standpoint. I agree with it, too. I definitely, that's a great perspective to have, you know, from a personal standpoint on his, you know, from his end. I agree with it. I think it's a great idea. But it's just, you know, I am not confident that Vic McMahon should be at the helm. I know he started Alpha Entertainment. Maybe he's hiring consultants. Maybe he's hiring experts to kind of oversee it and they'll be under alpha entertainment. He won't really have anything to do with it. If that's the case, I can understand that. But for him to have some type of hands-on involvement in football again uh, is not a good idea. Yes. Uh, I, I, I was in Boston just laughing at that. Uh, when XFL coming back, Somebody said in my show earlier, once Trace 45 is involved, maybe it will help out. I mean, he has something to do with the AFL. Not the AFL, the USFL. Um, but, uh, it, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there why the XFL didn't work so loud to the NFL. But uh, I just wanted to see. Is, is it, is, maybe to look at like this, TNA, Impact, Cross the Line, Anthem, IOWL, Cross the line. If they if they finally elite, if they're finally lead the rest, maybe that Dax XFL will be the new competition. <laughs> maybe they should hire those who can't you know that they can't get any bookings anywhere else in TNA Impact, Cross the Line, Anthem out. Maybe they can uh, add yeah. them to the XFL. I mean, you know, here's the here's the thing. Um, I think that uh, someone asked. Uh, Trivia: Who won the who who won the XFL the only year existed? I believe that was the Los Angeles Extreme, if I'm not mistaken. I I was so. such a big fan of XFL. I watched every single game. I have a uh, Chicago Enforcers shirt with all the XFL all the XFL teams in the back. I was a big fan. So. All right, so uh, somber moment, somber moment. Um, before that, let's uh, Scotty asks, uh, once Vince gives up the company, who do you think will take over? I think uh, Stephanie. Stephanie will take over. Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Triple H. Absolutely. 
So I definitely would be Triple H's boss sick because yeah. at, Imagine the, not. at the end of the day, the game will not be the boss. Yeah, the game. <laughs> um, yeah, someone says, remember, he hate me. Uh, Kevin, I just interviewed him on the show. Um, so check out uh, the beginning of the show. <laughs> Them tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ready, waiting on the bodybuilding contest to come back. No, no thanks. Uh, summer moment, man. Just uh, you know, we'll have one prayer request segment. This is the prayer request segment for tonight. Uh, yeah. Definitely, and not a not a jovial. Moment, uh, very somber, very serious moment. Uh, my buddy uh, Matt Capitelli, former Tough Enough winner, um, really tough. Uh, definitely praying for him. You see, he's um, really battling uh, with with a brain uh, brain cancer, and uh, so he got surgery. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote about this uh, as well. Um, he got surgery. And I think it was June or July um, to remove, uh, you know, the, the the tumor. I think he removed ninety percent of it, um, and so that was good. It was successful, but he uh, he gave an update of um, basically percent is um, very sensitive and uh, close to the brainstem, and um, I I don't remember the I'll find the actual uh, name of the um, type of uh, uh, cancer that he that he has. Uh, so, all right, so uh, majority tumor was removed. He was forced to cut uh, uh, his professional wrestling career short. Uh, that's the the piece that I wrote about uh, about Matt Capitelli. So, uh, he just had a. Tribute show uh, a few months back. So he shared in July that uh, basically, you know, it's uh, although it was successful in June, um, uh, he has a grade four um, glioblastoma multiform, so GBM. So uh, it was just not not good news not 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 great news at all um not promising news but uh you know I've talked to Matt and um I've chatted with Matt and and uh he's been a really great spirits you know the whole time and, yeah. and uh just a, a man of faith and a fellow man of faith and uh you know he's not ashamed to to make that known and, and not ashamed to say that uh, you know this is one of those things that uh you know, yeah. you still have full trust and confidence in God, man, and I, and I love that, and that's so encouraging. It's so so encouraging to me as a fellow believer, and, and just to, to keep, you know, just be so strong in his convictions. Um, that's great. So he's using Optune now, proved device that helps okay. with ministering continuous therapy to the part. I'm I'm I'm, I'm quoting my myself. I wrote this here. Uh, so. It's a, quote, FDA-approved device that helps with administering continuous therapy to the part of the brain where the tumor is located. So 
He has to work 18 hours a day. Um, Dr. Manato LaRocca says it basically, he said, quote, it basically prevents brain tumor cells from dividing, and when they do divide, they screw up the cell division process so the cell doesn't survive. Okay, so that's where he's at now. Uh, praying for him, and, and this was the best for for Matt. You know, he's he's been going through this for a while. He had to, um, you know, he was forced to to, yeah. to stop his you know his pro, professional wrestling career, and yeah. he really really wanted. He, you know, he 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 told he told Al Snow, um, you know, he 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 was telling Al Snow when because Al Snow was training in OVW at the time, and uh, well, he was a trainer in OVW, and he was just like. He was just real emotional. He did not want to go to the hospital about it because there were some symptoms that were coming up. But he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to be seen for it. He wanted to keep training, keep training. But he admitted that uh, you know it's a good thing that he did get seen for it because it could have gotten more, much more severe. So it's really tough. He's only 38 years old. So you know, and and, and even on top of that, it's like, man. Wow, you know, it, just a 38 years old, yeah. struggling about that. Sean says here in the chat room, uh, my father had the same tumor. Sean, so um, let us know a little bit more about that. Actually, call in, call in. Actually, uh, yeah. call in here, call call in and let yeah, us know a little do. bit more about that. I want to put the uh, number uh, to call in live. Um, yeah, let do. us know um, just about your dad having that tumor and just. Uh, what was the what was the treatment process? What was the um what was the total I mean, did he did he is he still alive? Um, you know, if he's if he's just, just let us process. know. Um so yeah, that would definitely um Yeah, it's tough. Definitely Yeah, I've, you know, I've I've, I've, I've ran into a few people that dealt with brain cancer tumors. I, I lost my grandmother, both of them to cancer, and, and lost my, my pastor. My late pastor was a father figure of it. So I just, you know, going through, watching someone you love battle cancer, the chemo, radiation, and, you know, and just being strong people are faced that I know what that's like and it's tough. So I was um, praying to man, Captain Tully. I remember him was tough enough and you know, just keep the faith, and, and I know a lot of times we do the prayer segment as, as you know, as, as a as a comedic segment where we meet laugh and joke. But um, one of the things we decided to do too for serious situations such as this. But um, yes, yeah, we definitely pray for him. Good kid, and all we can say, you know, we'll, we'll, us to being men of God and, and being brothers of faith is this guy let. You know, and I'll talk about my personal life much on the air, but, you know, me just recently and my mom through her battle. And then the one thing I kept being reminded is just got to let, let God have his way and just right. see that faith in him, and he knows what's best. And the Lord to keep him, you know, for five along, he needs to be kept. You know, if it's worth him living on this earth, he can keep living on this earth as long as he do, that's up to the Lord. And and um, yeah. that's the reality that... that <clears throat> That's the reality that, that we have to realize and any fans that's listening and we have family members or friends that's battling with cancer. Um, I I've unfortunately have, have two friends that did recently just found out that their moms have cancer, two different forms and um 
Then just just keep praying. You know, the, the prayer does change yeah. things. The Lord ultimately has control, and we definitely are praying for that. We definitely are. And, and yeah. the fact that he keeps in good faith and mental health is just as important as physical. Yeah. And if he stands strong sure mentally and spiritually, that, that, really is, that really is a plus. So we definitely pray yeah. for you, brother. We are. Absolutely. 100%. Don't know if Sean's able to come in, um, but uh, we've got to move on here. Uh, Tom Zink. Tom Zink. Man, 59. 59. And, 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 yeah, man. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like. Gosh, he's a somber about him too. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I was just talking. I was, I just had a conversation about my Peter. Um, just had a conversation about um Tom Zink and how I, for the past like year, I've wanted Zink on my show because back in the day, back in 1990, I I was a huge Z-Man fan. I was a huge, a huge fan. Of Z Man, and when he beat Arn Anderson in December of 1990 to win the TV championship, <laughs> I marked out. There's like there's like five mark out moments that I remember um, vividly. Like uh, I can I can only remember three. Well, okay, so maybe there's like five. I'm sorry, I'm missing I'm missing one or two, but I can remember four on the top of my head right now. When Sting won uh, Great American Bash 1990. When uh, Mr. Perfect defeated uh, Ric Flair, uh, loser leaves uh, Raw match. I believe that was January of '93. Um, when Biggie won the uh, Intercontinental Championship, a big fan of Biggie. When he beat, uh, beat I believe it was Curtis Axel defeat. Um, and when Z-Man, Z-Man, when Z-Man won the uh, championship, the, the, the TV championship from Arn Anderson. I marked all the way out, so it was uh, it was great. Um, okay, so Sean says that he doesn't have a radio voice. Uh, man, I don't I don't care about that. Not having a radio voice. Yeah, that's yeah, my responsibility that, to have a radio voice. I'm the radio, radio guy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I am the radio guy. I am the modern day radio Maharaja. <laughs> um, but he says that uh, he was diagnosed with a grade four tumor. Doctors removed as much as they could because of the location he was left paralyzed from a head surgery in February of 08 and passed in April of 08. Uh, my, my condolences to you, Sean. Um, definitely apologize. Uh, um, definitely sorry for the loss, uh, I should say. And um, yeah. so basically, so, so how long, so Sean, how long was it that, uh, you guys realized there, there was symptoms, or you realized that he had the the tumor. Like, what what made him go in to to realize that the, it's worth checking, and, and and of course being diagnosed. Because from what I'm, for what you're saying, he died two months after the surgery. Um, so had had the head surgery in February '08. Um and passed in April of '08. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just Man. let us know that. Um, Sky asks, how long is Dean Ambrose going to be out? So, so what I'm hearing so far is uh, six to nine months. So, 
Kingsmith and Mania. If it was a muscle thing, it's usually about four to six, but it might be, you know, might be type of, you know, big cast type of thing, like six to nine. So, yeah, Jeff Hardy's out for six to nine as well. So, I don't know. See, the, the thing is with Dean Ambrose, it's not a big blow because they've they, they the Shield has been terrible the past few weeks. I mean, it was so hyped, it was so amazing. No one came when they brought Shield back. Uh, but they have done you, such you, you know terrible. But you know what? It went down, and people are going to hate hate me saying this. When he separated Roman, what is Roman doing now? Yeah. Well, this, I think what, that they're bringing. Well, well, they did that with Ambrose the first round though, because he was the singles guy. He had the U.S. title for almost a year. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think what really yeah, that's, that's hurt them is just they, yeah, they they weren't dominant like they like at first when they first came yeah. out and reformed, you know, a few a few, couple months ago, they came out and were powerbombing Strowman and took out the Miz, and then within like two three weeks, they were losing. <laughs> you can't. That's not what they did. In the beginning of their run, and it's like you can't have the yeah, fifty yeah, toward the you can't have it toward anybody, especially to the Shield. They should have been they they were already over, so the fans were already totally for them. But if you have them lose that they lost, you know, during that uh, New Day kind of uh, invasion, and they lost the tag team title, so that really hurt them. And then they all came in the vest, and then eventually, I don't know if anybody noticed that, eventually uh, Dean Ambrose stopped wearing the vest. He wore this kind of like body uh, body shirt. Dude, what is going on here? This is terrible. And then they would not, and, and what made it even worse was they started to go kind of migrate back to the singles runs. They would come out like, well, they're not as the shield. They would come out as, you know, their singles music, their singles gear. And it's like, you can't, I mean, what are you trying to do here? It, it was it was terrible. I, I was not a big fan of that at all. Uh, Charles says, uh, Dean should turn heel when he comes back. I agree. I think he should have turned heel a long time ago. I was a big fan of the shield reunion on paper, the thought of it, but uh, the delivery altogether was absolutely terrible. Here's the next question. What type of match did Yokozuna defeat The Undertaker in at the 1994 Royal Rumble? What type of match did Yokozuna defeat The Undertaker in at the 1994 Royal Rumble? My Yokozuna. Uh, I just made that index card to the uh, to my wastebasket over here. Uh, so shout out to that. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get to the next headline real quick before we get to the uh, quick Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Orton expected to take some time off. Um, you know, he may risk no, may miss, miss WrestleMania. We, we talked about that. Uh, Charles, look at Charles. Casket match right on the money. Very quick. Casket uh, or coffin? Knows the stuff. Casket or coffin match? It was a it was a casket slash coffin match. <laughs> I think the coffin match was Kamala. Kamala, yeah, so it was weird. Um, yeah. 
Because they're the only trying to use yeah. wood. The only trying to use the wood. Um, Will Orton is. Just take time off. I'm glad. Um, go home, hang out with your wife, spend time with your kids, play WWE yeah. 18. Just <laughs> take time off, grow all your hair back, go bald, get a mohawk, do a total 180, reinvent yourself. Because Orton no, has not awesome. been relevant. <laughs> I mean, it, and like I said, I, I've always been a little more partial to Orton as opposed to Cena. It was like, Orton, mm-hmm. invent yourself, please. The newest thing you've done since you've been around the past two years is you start to wear black tape around your hands and you start to grow your hair back. Same the Wyatt moves. family thing was okay for a little bit. He, he committed arsony. He got away with it. He had that house match. <laughs> yeah. Need I say more? The, the yeah. whole extra effects. We was at Mania. You saw it, the whole PowerPoint presentation match in the ring. Oh, now yeah. I say, I'm a big fan of Orton. It just it, it comes to that well, point. I didn't, I didn't, nah. But when he joined the yeah, Wyatt family, I think that was a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're right. I forgot about that. He joined the Wyatt family. It was cool. But I look at it like right. this. Orton right now reminds me of how Hogan was Late ninety five, early ninety six. Yeah, there we get it. Hulkamania, <laughs> vitamins. Please do something new. And Orton's yeah. been around for over twenty years, and it's to the point now where you got to do something new, bro. Go. You don't look good with a beard because your beard doesn't connect all the way. Something. Wear glasses. Yeah, get but the same time, I don't like. I don't like the clean cut though. Yeah, you know. I don't I think he looks. And, and you know what? And Orton did say he preferred being a heel. So hopefully he comes back as yeah. a heel. He can grow a beard, whatever it is. Even his heel run, though, it's, it, well, He was a heel when he was with the Wyatt family. I like the, the, I liked the yeah. Wyatt family thing. I like the, the, the heel. I like the team for a little bit. But I don't know. I, just, I mean, I mean, I mean people, heel, people can say reinvent himself, you know, until the cows come home. But it's not really I mean, working. Heel, Hill as in what he did when he had his feud with Triple H. When they had that crate, that pitiful match yeah. at Mania where he had that, that brain, not the brain. Um, remember he had that, that psychological disorder that the Air Force said he had, but nobody ever talked about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was when he uh, punted uh, Stephanie, didn't he? Yeah, and he kissed it too. That was 25? I think so. Yeah, it was twenty five. Yeah, I think that was twenty five because that? I think that was uh I think that was Cena I think it was a triple threat match for the other championship. Cena show and edge, I think. I think that was twenty five. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, because it was Tinker and Michaels. Yeah, live uh live stream. What was uh what was twenty five's uh, championship uh main events? I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Triple H Norton. I think the, the, the world heavyweight championship was Cena versus Edge versus Big Show in the Big Ten. Uh, I think it was in Houston as well. Let me let me make sure. Um, so we got uh, yes, yep. So Cena Cena versus Show versus Edge, and then Triple H and Randy Orton. Cause I remember that. That's when uh, Cena he AA'd both Show and Edge. I think at the same time. Um, so all right. So here's my here's the next question. Here it is. Here's the it's a, it's a multiple choice, ladies and gentlemen. You see this? 
multiple choice, which one of these names was not in the 1992 Royal Rumble? So you got four choices. You got Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Mr. Perfect, or Jake Roberts. One of those names was not in the 1992 Royal Rumble. There's your multiple choice. All right, so uh, real quick, uh, Kenny Omega. Just your thoughts on Kenny Omega. There's some there's some talks that uh, he may, you know, recently there you know, there was a story that broke that uh, Chris Jericho contacted Impact Wrestling. He said that Impact was a dead company. He put Don Callis over, and now Don Callis is an executive vice president for the company. So, you know, that was that was what he did. And there's also talks that uh, he possibly, well, there's with right now because Don Callis is a Eng, the English announcer. He was what Steve Carino used to be for New Japan. So they want that partnership uh, with New Japan, and New Japan has a partnership with ROH. So Omega competes in New Japan and ROH right now. So with that, they may, <laughs> they may do a Power Rangers. Power Rangers style, you know, style. Uh, um, so you know that would be funny. So you have like the big enemy of WWE, and you have you know like uh, at the you know at the very end of Power Rangers that they all, they will all come together and be yeah. like Megatron. Come together with the Yeah. 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 So they would all come together. So the Power Rangers of the professional wrestling business is. ROH, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan, they all come together to defeat the beast of the WWE at the end. Who will win? Um, Don't you need team more? Don't you need team more? The problem is that five. Don't you need team more federation, team more promotions? um, So, I mean, you know, right now it's three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground, so you can do uh, so four, and there's not really another, uh, you know, big name promotion yeah, sure. that's not like super indie. You know, you have Evolved, who are who's partnering with uh, with WWE Dragon mostly. Gate. Dragon, yeah, they're they're kind of the Dragon Gate, the USA version is not you know thriving that well. Uh, it might even be, it may even be gone. I, mean, I know that uh, Gargano was a champ there for a while, <clears throat> but I haven't heard as far as Dragon Gate USA for quite some time. Uh, I don't even know if it's still around. Um, as far as the, you know, you got PWG that, that's very indie. Um, you got a bunch of good indie ones, but. Uh, Huh? Yeah, but not like okay. So, yeah. so, so it's uh, considered currently dormant. So that is the status. It is is uh-huh. currently dormant. So, um, it was as of December twenty second, two thousand fifteen. They were going to put uh, Dragon Gate USA on a hiatus until the promotion could secure more Japanese wrestlers for their shows. So there you go. Um. So, open the United Gate Championship, um, which is, I believe, their tag team championships at the time. I think it was called. Uh, I, think so. I think there was their tag team. Yeah. So, 
the the final champions of that uh, was uh, when when um, Ronan, which was uh, Gargano and Swan. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, very interesting uh, little piece of information there. Um, all right, uh, uh, CMLL. Okay, CMLL. That's not. That's not. That's not. Uh, I mean, it's it's North American because Mexico's in North America. Well, South Coast, uh, South America. Well, Mexico's included in this. Mexico, the United States, and Canada. So that's 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 the it's North America. And then you get to South America. So, um, hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I was, I was thinking of more of a like United States. But, yeah, um, I, like, I like I like yeah, I like the original three. Yeah, original three. I agree. Uh, got some got some, got some correct answers over here. So great job, Mister Perfect was not in the 1992 Royal Rumble. All right, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown review. Before we get to there, we got one more question on deck. Here it is: Who was the first entrant in the 1992 Royal Rumble? Who was the first entrant in the 1992 Royal Rumble? Um. So you're just just real quick Raw and SmackDown thoughts you got. Uh, he said for uh, Actually, I did see some of SmackDown. Uh, the six man tag is okay. Uh, the women's Royal Rumble, which they added Naomi as champ, is you <laughs> joking earlier. So they actually going to have to go over the top rope. There's a lot of times the Royal Rumble he didn't. Uh, yeah. Ronda Rousey on the DLC mm-hmm. and download into the women's battle with Royal Rumble. Trish is yeah. uh, teasing a return. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like the idea, but I just think this segment's kind of lackluster because it could have happened two years ago when the whole women's revolution was really, really a new thing. Yeah. Uh, get Chad Gable and Benjamin was player called him Shelston because of his list. Shelston Benjamin uh, beating the Usos. And that's cool. They need a manager. Benjamin and Gable, great in the ring, no charisma, no talk. Yeah. You know, it's one of those like this is when like you need a Heyman or uh, or um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I like with, them as uh, Del Rio. Faces, but, uh, maybe the hell. Maybe a yeah. And granted, I, I, and granted, I love Benjamin and Gable's work. I mean, you know, Team Angle two point Steiner Brothers 3.0, like but it, like yeah, yeah, I like the music. Yeah. I, mean, I just feel like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, like I said, like I like him. I just think it's a time when the art of the manager will really kind of already need to kind of push him a little over. Even though Benjamin yeah. Hawk really didn't talk, it was something about him where he didn't need a manager. He didn't really do promos. He just came out and beat you. But I just think mm-hmm. with Gable and Benjamin, you know, which you know I really enjoy. Anyway, congrats to them. Raw, uh, I'm so so predictable with Raw. Like who we knew miles ago, it was going to be a triple threat with Kane, yeah. Roman, and Lyle. Yeah. We knew it. We could smell it coming. We could taste it. Now, I do like the fact that Kane mentioned and said, "Hey, out of all the Black's victims," and he did mention how he's been there for over 20 years. He's not on that list. Okay, that's cool. You Maybe defeated my promo. brother. 
The Undertaker. You love the destruction, but you didn't. But you've never defeated me. How do you drag your words out so long? He makes two syllable words in the 18. We get a kick. But the thing I don't get, I get the whole not down the little, I get the whole back and forth. Okay, you give Kane an F5. What's the point of sitting up when you've been down for 30 seconds? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I noticed that too. It's, it's like psychologically, it's like who that kills it. Dear F5, yeah, he's down for maybe 10. And then Kane should have sat up while Brock won the apron. That's right. Then it made sense of Brock to say, oh, okay. But it's 30 yeah, seconds. You know how many three counts goes in the 30 seconds? How many times you could have got pinned? What's <laughs> the 30 seconds? We can all do the math. 10. Then you set up? Yeah. 10. <laughs> and I'm not nitpicking. And I, like I said, the, the, you know, Ambrose got hurt, which. I did see it. I was like, oh, crap, that's legit. And then, you know, Jason Jordan, what do you change his height? There's so many lost calls. Man, listen, this I, think, I think that Jason Jordan, I think that he has, I think I, I'm coming around Jason Jordan. I didn't dislike Jason Jordan. I just think it was a terrible idea to do either. him with the angle thing, right. as Angle's son. Because um, it really hasn't done anything, really. I mean, I mean, maybe that was what caused him to be a heel, kind of heelish. He's still technically not a heel yet, but I think, I think he has the opportunity to be an amazing, uh, I, I, amazing. Yeah, I, I like Jason Jordan. Sad dude, like he said. And what it, what is it? What is up with Angle being? Did we miss something? Now that he's GM, he's like a like a houseboy. Like, yeah. Is it GM? He asks him like he's he, he's oh I can't be in a ring. Um, come on, man. You're gonna let the gold medalist. Before you guys, you, yeah, I agree. It's like come on, Angle. Like, and not to be funny, Paul Heyman when he was SmackDown GM had more feistiness than you did, and you're gonna let the gold medal. Well, time world well, champ. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Oh, by and, way. And, and by the way. Thank you, WWE, for your wonderful plot holes because we have yet to see what happened. Like, did we ever get anything resolved from Triple H pedigree and angle? Nope. We nope. haven't just figured that, Nothing. right? Um, I, thought, then, I, thought then, I thought it was going to lead to Strowman. I thought it was going to lead to Strowman, but... It's WWE. They'll probably remind us about it at yeah. Rumble. You know, they don't really start, yeah. they don't really start uh, doing and, things to lean into the Rumble night. Yeah, and that's the thing. The consistency is just so off. You know that's that's the biggest thing to me. All right, real quick, real, raw thoughts. Um, there were some okay uh, moments, and there were some really bad moments. I mean, I think Rollins and Jordan was good. I think Jason Jordan. I think he's funny. I think he has the opportunity to just be. Yeah. I mean, if they if they if they take the reins off of him, man, he uh, he could be he can be the strongest heel in on Raw, hands down. And yeah, I mean he he. He has sucked the heel. He, he's he's sucked the heel heat away from Roman Reigns. And if anybody like, yeah. if you could do that, I agree. You're you. doing a really good job yeah. being heel. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I, you know what? Um, you know she said. I agree with you on that. I didn't think about that. She said it. I agree. Yeah. yeah um, a couple things that I noticed that was just really off. Um. 
just the end, the, the, the announcement of Stephanie McMahon announcing the Women's Royal Rumble was, I think, oh, it was a great idea. Forgot about that. It was, the, the segment was so off. And it yeah, was, was worse than a year almost. So, <laughs> it was Oscar. Um, so I think it was like Oscar, Lisa Fox. Oh, okay, so you had the the the, the six man match between uh, Sasha, Mickey, and Bailey defeating Absolution. Absolution. Also, I thought Matt Hardy's segment was pretty funny. Yeah, he's at, he has Napoleon the fish now, which is funny. Goldfish, I think it was. Um. So that's that's very funny. So I'm glad that he's incorporating those things uh, in his uh, promos. So you had the six-person match um, uh, with. So it was just it was so weird to me. They defeated Absolution, and then at the end of the at the end of the at the end of the show, the women's roster attacks Absolution, and then as soon as Stephanie Bear comes out. Everybody stops, lines up. She makes the announcement, and people start hugging each other. And it just what what is this? This Captain Planet? No sense to me at all. Yeah, it was it was it was a really it was a really bad segment. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charles, great. Oh. Exactly. He says it was awkward seeing all of them raising hands with absolution there too. Exactly. Like where, where does the consistency go there? Thank you, Alfred. I like your banner of all the WrestleManias. I appreciate that. Um, Real quick, shout out to Enzo. Enzo's commentary is hilarious. I don't know what it was with Booker T. His commentary was awful. Me. <laughs> you didn't like it. it, it just, it seems like Michael Cole was like legit ticked off. Like it really, I mean, I was he, just, it was. He probably I mean, would have. You got to have some. Enzo, Enzo, Enzo and Booker T together, even though it, it just seems so bad to me, it was hilarious. But yes, Michael Cole did seem like he was. I like Booker yeah, Cole. Uh, I think Taz makes a really good point as far as I think Booker T. Uh, adds you know kind of flavor into that you know I think it, I think he, he does, does a fantastic. Job. You know who um, we need Mike Tanay. Bring back Mike Tanay. Uh, see you know here's the thing the show's almost over <laughs> and I thought that I didn't have to do this. Why did you have to? Why did you... <laughs> hey, I had to do a heel. I had to do a little quick heel start. Hey, buzzer hey, I could go worse. Don't whip. Oh my, you gotta be kidding. Stop any light. Stop any light. Stop any light. That, that was a lie. annoying at times. Uh, I, Alfred acts well like Corey Graves on commentary. I, I, most of the time. Most of the time. He's okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Mike Tanay was, he was annoying, but he started, to, you know, he was a mark. He was a mark. All right, so here's this is I've got a bunch of uh, answers and not the correct one, unfortunately. So there's the correct answer, the British Bulldog. All right, real quick, my thoughts before we get to the fight of the week. Um, so and, and that so the woman's thing was kind of weird. Uh, and another weird thing to me, just the weirdest thing, was why in the world would you uh, debut Hideo Atami? 
as a oh, run-in, uh, you know, save man, you've been spending all of this time spending, <laughs> giving him all types of it, segments and vignettes that he's going to debut on 205 Live. And you have him debut the day before with his music just pops up and he runs down. That was just the worst debut. That that was that was uh, you know, that's, that's the flavor of the week topic that we have to do soon. The worst debuts. That has to be out there. Yes. <laughs> of the worst we can do that next in WWE Raw history hands down. For for the new for the new year. For for the, the first year of 2018, we we with your permission, instead of doing top five, we should do a top ten worst DBs in the history. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It was it was yeah, and WWE Raw history. That was definitely one of the worst. Uh, you were in, one of the you worst in Raw history. Debut. It just made no sense at all. It was just it was terrible. I mean. I, for all that time you spent on Hideo Tommy coming, he's he's debuting two hundred five live. All of a sudden his music just pops up and he just it was it was terrible. All right, here's, here's the next question: Who won the nineteen ninety three Royal Rumble? Who won the nineteen ninety three Royal Rumble? That is the question on deck right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a top five for you before we close the show, and it is featured on the Flavor of the Week. Was coming right up. Here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're going to do the five, the top five worst December pay-per-views in the past 10 years. What you got, number five? Uh, Number five for me, TLC 2009. DX versus Joshua was the main event. DX at this time, like their third incarnation. Come on, man. This really didn't care. <laughs> my, number, care my number five is uh, Brooklyn, New York, 2012. Senior versus Ziggler. Um, you know, it was just, it, it was just bad. I mean, the, the card was okay. Um, but just that match, it was just, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a number one contender match um, that was on there. It was too far into it, but uh, it was it was one of those things that um, I know uh, it was um, yeah, it was for it was for the contract, when they made contract. So <laughs> that's what they put as the DLC for the ladder match. So it was, uh, yeah, it was quite odd. Alright, number four. And number four for me, TLC 2010, Cena versus Barrett. Barrett should have won, but he got buried. The whole Nexus storyline was just stupid. This, 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 the whole pay-per-view, TLC historically has not been one of the strong pay-per-views overall. Yeah. Just so that it. was my number four. I said my number five was uh, Houston, Warren uh, versus Cena. Um, the unification match was uh, decent. Um... Yeah, I didn't want to see the big go go go, and that that that, that uh, car all together was a bit a bit weak. What you got for number three? Uh, number three, I had Chelsea 2013. 
There you go. Cena versus Orton, not uh, the unification title. How many times are we going to see Cena versus Orton? They had to fight in every single pay per view. Yeah. By this time, like, overall, the pay per view I didn't think was, was bad. It was an okay pay per view overall, but the main event was just. Uh. Yeah. Uh, my number three is uh, Houston again, 2010, Cena versus Bowers. Wade Bowers. There was no title online. It was a John Cena versus Nexus type of deal. The main event was just nothing. <laughs> they were title matches on that night, but they closed it with Cena versus Barrett, which I just think was terrible. But, you know, I like Wade Barrett. I think he should have been. Uh, he, him and Ryback are two people that uh, they really missed the mark on as far as giving them a world title rub, but uh, there was no stipulation really uh, at that time, and, and it was just a bad time to just have them close uh, the last pay-per-view of the year. Number two. Yeah. Number uh, two is uh, with Eric versus Triple H versus Jeff Hardy. Trying to think which one that was. Uh, hey, Armageddon, Armageddon 08, I believe. Get my notes mixed up. Yeah. Um, even though Jeff already won, um, I don't know. TLC said a lot of triple threat pay per views. Um, I know uh, Cena defeated Jericho in that submission match, which was crappy. Uh, shout out to Mark Henry against Finley. That was funny with Tony Atlas. Duncan Mysterio was the same with Grace that I to be, but uh, overall, this was wow. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad TLC was until you said it. My number two is um, excuse me, last year's Styles versus Ambrose uh, with Ellsworth uh, interfering and uh, the, the whole card. I think it was probably like five or six matches that night. The whole card was just really weak. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as weak as this year. Um, I didn't even count this year uh, in, my, in, my, in my job. Although it was no TLC matches except for the last. It wasn't even like, there was no ladder matches, no chairs matches, and, and TLC matches at the very end. So it was just, it was just really awful. But uh, 2016 was just a weak card on um, It was six matches. I think it was, I think it ended prematurely too so. number one for me this type of view happened here in my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland TLC 2011 uh, pay-per-view was main event was Punk versus Del Rio versus The Miz no one cared about this match this whole pay-per-view was just as uh, Oscar says, booty. Cody Rhodes defeated Booker T in the Oscar title. I remember that was just weird. Daniel Bryan defeated Big Show. He was champ. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry. Daniel Bryan cashed in as a mini event. Yeah, it was the cash. I'm sorry. Daniel Bryan cashed in to beat Big Show. No one cared. Don't forget the great Triple H Nash Sledgehammer match. This is me, Buffalo. And it hurts me to say it. This could be happening here in Baltimore, Maryland. A great wrestling city. One of the greatest. Top five, might I add. 
But yeah, this was the worst pay-per-view in December for the past 10 years for me. Uh, my number one is uh, funny because you said it was, uh, you know, yours in your hometown. My number one is in my home state, actually, in Ohio, uh, 2014. Uh, I'm making very clear, making very concise and clear to you, and very short. Uh, Ray White versus Dean Ambrose. That was the start oh, there, of the oh. 2014, and that that. That whole angle altogether was just long and drawn out, it's just like a lot of other wise angles are. It was just it, it closed the show and it was just oh, it was it was really rough to watch. And that was just it, it was it just really it was terrible. It was just terrible. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Rod Smart. He hate me. Thank you for father thank you for a wonderful, wonderful uh, show tonight. Thank you so much for the wonderful uh, Wrestling Rumors live stream, for tweets, for uh, just the interactions we've been today. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, will be our 300th episode. We got a lot to cover. We got some uh, year end awards. Year to win hey, that. Who won the 1993 World Rumble? Thank you, so Thank you so much to everyone for being a part of the show tonight. Lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, and uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter. Join the Facebook fan page, fan page Crave Wrestling. On behalf of Amatech Ant- Trout, this is Chris Featherstone. Yes. You all have a great night. Be blessed. God bless you all. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.